Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sure Geekdom. We are actually back two weeks in a row. Yay! So, we're going to get into a little bit of Loki. We finally got caught up on that. A little bit of wrestling. See what else we get into today. Alright, let's do it. Alright, let's go. Hey everybody, we're back again, two weeks in a row, like Mr. Chris said. Um, so Mr. Chris, how has your week been going? Uh, it hasn't been too bad so far. Just waiting for this rain to come in, but to ruin all my plans of keeping this pool clean. Yes, if he does, don't know. Mr. Chris has been working really, really hard on this swimming pool. Uh, it's kind of crazy that it's actually as clear as it's ever been. And I mean, he's been working really hard on it. The kids... The kids are not getting in the pool pretty much because they're always asleep. They stay up too late. Yep, so here we are. It's 4.17 p.m. And I believe that all of the kids are asleep right now. Three out of the four, I think, are asleep. Well, our two is asleep. Our two are definitely asleep. And then this week there is no anime with Bailey J because Bailey J is one of the kids that are sleeping right now. So hopefully she'll be up and moving and grooving next week so we can have anime with Bailey J. She's been watching a lot of anime. I think she's watching Parasite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a classic, but, you know, I'm going to get a, a, I guess she would be a, a Gen Xer. I guess that's what you could, no, she's not a Gen Xer. A Gen Zer? Yeah, Gen Zer. I'm going to get a Gen Zer's perspective on, on Parasite. So, as Mr. Chris told you guys, we are finally caught up on Loki. Yay. Um, we binged watch three episodes last night. Um, so far, episode two through four. Mr. Chris, what is your perspective on those episodes? I'm confused. I mean, honestly, I'm really confused on what's going on. And I mean, I guess that's a good thing. If they eventually put it all on the table of what's going on. As of right now, you're still kind of like, you know, where is this all going to? What is the whole end game of what's going on? And, you know, we found out some other things at the end of the last episode that brings up even more questions than it does answer. So hopefully we'll find out what's going on. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out who's the variant in this situation. I mean, it seems like which Loki is it the is it self? Is it Sylvie or is it him? But the question, the question I have is what exactly is considered a variant? It's supposed to be someone who deviates from the original timeline. Okay, so take, for example, with Loki. Remember how when uh, the Avengers went back in time with the stone? And remember in the original movie, Loki got carted off to where basically I think it sets up for what Avengers. Remember, he was he was locked up. He was detained by by S.H.I.E.L.D. And remember in the original timeline. So remember when Captain America went back and remember he was fighting, you know, he didn't he, he fought himself. And then remember he spilled out into the, the the lobby of Stark Enterprises and then the Tesseract gets loose and then Loki takes the Tesseract and dis- disappears. At that point he became a variant because he veered off of the original timeline. Because the original timeline, Loki is dead, remember? 
got choked out by Thanos. It's still confusing, though, as to, um, you know, who the... Because who actually is the originals? Because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, so if you haven't seen it, fast forward, whatever. But um, when it comes down to it, and they're saying that everybody involved with the TVA is a variant. Mm -hmm. What makes them a variant? I guess the... um from what I'm get, getting from it is that the, um, what are they called? The timekeepers or whoever, the, the, the big wigs, the three guys or whatever, the, the three are pulling people from timelines. And that's what I'm getting it. Like maybe these people got pulled from their time. They variated from their original timeline because I mean. But see, the thing about it is, is that if they're kidnapping, basically that's what they're saying. They're kidnapping the pe these people. To come work for the TVA, mm -hmm. right? So, if they're coming through and they're kidnapping these people out of their timeline, then basically they disappear from their timeline altogether. There is no continuation. Or, they, or they've died. Because, I mean, look at Loki. Loki died. We watched him die in, what was it? Um, it wasn't in... Was, he didn't. He died in... No, it wasn't Endgame, was it? No, he didn't die in... He died in uh, Infinity War. I can't remember. No, he died in Endgame. I'm sorry. He died in Endgame. See, because we watched that. We've seen that happen. Yeah. So maybe these time, the timekeepers or whatever they're called, maybe they know that these people are about to die or they're going to die because, or these are people that they're pulling from traumatic and catastrophic events. Because remember, Loki said that if it was him, he would hide out in a place where you know everybody's going to die. Well, that was to keep from being... To make another timeline. It keeps from splintering off yeah. and making another timeline. So then the TVA can't track you, basically. Because there's no, you know, there's no alteration because everybody's going to die. All this bad shit's about to happen anyways. Well, maybe so there the, is no variation from it. Well, maybe the TVA knows that and they're just doing it. So that's why they were like, hey, that's why these people have no memories of their past life. And then until Sylvie touches them and then... They, they have these memories. Like, I remember being in this place. I remember being here. But the, the weird thing about it is that it's not bad memories. They're not having no. memories of death or, you know, being sick or anything well, like that. Well, maybe they don't know the memory of death because the the time... Give them, I'm, I might be looking into it too much. Maybe the timekeepers are coming in and taking them before death. Does that make sense? Like, taking them and then splitting them off so they don't even remember or they, you know, men in black them, you know, you never know. But then we that also brings up the question or, you know, who is the timekeepers? Are there really timekeepers? Because at the end of the last episode, we see that they were they were androids. They were animatronics. They wasn't even real right. beings. So are is there really these three, you know, beings or is there somebody else that's high above it's really calling the shots and they were basically just wizard of ozing their ass telling you i think it's kang like how you did with mephisto it's kang i think it's kang the Con this is i think this is how we're going to get introduced to kang the conqueror well i mean we got um you know we got a new episode dropping tonight so we'll watch it and see what's going on uh hopefully it'll answer some questions how many episodes is left i don't know i don't even know how many they're doing they might be doing eight because it seems like the standard thing is eight episodes. Yeah, so we'll have to catch up on that, get it tonight, and see what's going on with it.
But then I'm going to be sad because now we're not going to get anything until Miss Marvel. I mean, we got Black Widow to see, so. Yes. So, other Marvel news, Mr. Chris, who, again, surprised me like he did with the OVW tickets. He has bought tickets for us to go see Black Widow on Friday. I've, I don't think I've, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie on the opening day. So, yay, I get to see Black Widow, which I was supposed to see originally on my birthday, but thanks to COVID, because COVID wanted to kill everything. Um, no, no pun intended. But COVID wanted to ruin everybody's lives, pretty much. Um, I finally get to go see it. I mean, Black Widow, she's eh, she's in my top 20 Marvel characters. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say she's my favorite, because she's a spy. I mean, that's just like people who say that Hawkeye's their favorite. It's like... Hawkeye's not your favorite. He's just a dude with arrows. Really good aim, but he's just a dude with arrows. That's just like if someone said, oh, well, Bullseye is my favorite villain. Why? Why would Bullseye be your favorite villain? He's just a dude who kills people. Well, I can see with Bullseye, because he can kill you with anything. But he's got perfect aim. Oh, that's a good question. Who would win, Hawkeye or Bullseye? green green arrow too so we are going to go see that on friday no children so i'm not going to be guilted into taking a child this time i was guilted into taking a child to the wrestling so that is going to be i guess our date night we're going to go see black widow probably get something to eat are we going to get something to eat yeah probably yay so we're going to go out to eat go see black widow and i'm gonna wear my black widow shirt so, where else do you want to talk about today? We are only nine minutes in. Mm. And we did a lot of Loki talk in nine minutes. Hmm. What else we got? Uh, I don't even know. I know. This might be, I don't want to say this might be a short episode. Because every time I say that, we end up being over an hour. But uh, I guess we can just get into some wrestling. By the way, power-ups and power-bombs, we are on hiatus. We are on hiatus until probably before SummerSlam. So, you guys, if you are listening to us and you want to catch up with power-ups and power-bombs, this would be a perfect opportunity to do so. Um, we are, Like I said, we're on hiatus until SummerSlam, which is next month. Um, breaking news. I just found this out um, just a few minutes ago, right before we came down here to record. WWE's... Friday Night Smackdown. Do they still call it Friday Night Smackdown? Oh, never. Friday Night Smackdown is now going to be a part of Rolling, what is it, Rolling, uh, Rolling Live? Or I think it's whatever it is. It's a concert. It's a hip-hop con- concert festival. Rolling Loud, my bad. So they're going to be a part of Rolling Loud on July 23rd in Miami. Um, they haven't announced whose matches are going to be there, but it's going to be simultaneously with Cleveland, because SmackDown is going to be in Cleveland that Cleveland that same Friday. But then there's going to be some wrestlers at the Rolling Loud uh, Festival. And I said, like, you know, ASAP Rocky, um, Travis Scott. It's one of those type of concerts. Um, Trina, a couple people have been there over the years. So WWE is now in collaboration with hip hop. Mr. Chris, how do you feel about that? I mean, more power to them. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Especially when you're doing two shows, which I'm pretty sure they're going to probably showcase their African-Americans. Like, Bianca Belair's probably going to be there. 
and she's probably going to have a match. I mean, to me, that would be a perfect opportunity to bring Sasha Banks back and Sasha be like, hey, I want my belt back. And they do it in Miami in front of a bunch of like uh, hip hop fans. And that would get, you know, a lot of eyes on the product because, I mean, keep it all the way real. Rolling Loud is probably a heavily attended African-American event. So what better way to have two of your biggest black women in wrestling or hell, bring Naomi over? Because I'm kind of tired of seeing Sister Girl on Raw getting a, a, a Raw getting done badly by Do-Drop, Do Do-Drop, whatever that girl's name is. Piper Niven, I'm calling her that because that's her name, Piper Nivens, who is a great wrestler without Eva Marie. But yes, so WWE is basically, as the young people say, securing the bag and bringing WWE in a hip-hop collaboration, which to me is something pretty big. So big ups to them. I'm going to be watching that Friday because I watch Friday Night Smackdown every Friday. So now let's move on to what happened on Monday. Or not, was it? Yeah, it happened on Monday, but we got the news on Tuesday. So, Monday night, Jimmy Uso himself was arrested again for another DUI in Florida. To me, it's kind of weird. It's like, dude, there's Ubers and Lyfts. You don't have to drink and drive. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, I agree with that. Like, what are you doing? Like, I... This one of them things that I've never understood about, you know, people that are in a celebrity status is that they do this dumb shit. And it's like, why? Like, why, why would you even want to chance what's going on and what you have for something dumb as hell? Like, I, I don't get it. Right. Because to me, he it's one of those things where this is not his first DUI. And to be honest, it's like, dude. You know, you're finally back from injury. You were gone for a year. You're in a hot storyline. And you're you're potentially, you could potentially fuck it up. And I think he will. I think from, I read on a couple of the dirt sheets. I know a lot of dirt sheets are wrong. Um, A lot of the wrestling sources can be wrong. But, I mean, rumor has it is that the higher ups in WWE are very upset at him right now. And this this will have consequences to it. What kind of consequence consequences? I don't know. Um, I would much prefer him not to lose his job, but I would prefer for him to get some type of rehab, you know, help him out like how they did Jeff Hardy. Because if you fire him, it's messing up the Roman Reigns storyline. And then, I mean, I think Jay is out because he's hurt. I mean, I don't know what's, or maybe Jay's taking time off. It could be, I don't think he's hurt. He might be just taking time off. Cause I mean, that man did run, you know, pretty solidly through COVID. So my thing is, is best wishes to Jimmy Uso. Please get the help that you need. And please, if you're going to drink, please get an Uber. And I mean, it might not even necessarily be a thing about getting help. It's just like, dude, make better choices. Yeah, Stop he doing also, stupid shit because I mean, hell, I've known plenty of people that'll, you know, drink and then get behind the wheel of the car and they don't necessarily need help. They just need to stop doing stupid shit because they know what the hell they're doing. They just don't care. 
Yeah, because he blew through a red light and a stop sign. That's going to get you caught up. And he was going, I think they said he was going 50 and a 25. I mean, he was, he he didn't, met, luckily he didn't wreck into anybody. And they basically pulled him over before he did something stupid. But yeah, when you're blowing through stop signs and red lights and you're going 25 over the speed limit, yeah, make better choices. Mm-hmm. So again, make better choices. Please, WB, help him get help. But, I mean, at this point, the only reason I say he probably needs help is because this is not his first one. I want to say this may be his second or his third. So, let's just say, hey, WB, help him out. Y'all did it with Jeff Hardy. Jeff, yeah, I said his name right. Make sure I didn't say Jeff Harvey. You did it with Jeff Hardy. You did it with Kurt Angle. I mean, you've done it with a couple other wrestlers. Just help him get help. So... Other than that, I mean, it's, wrestling has really been kind of. There's not really been a whole lot going on to, you know, that's worth mentioning. Raw was probably the best Raw I've seen this past year, this whole year. They've been getting better the past few weeks. The main events it's have still been hard solid. Sitting, it's still hard sitting three hours through it, though. Yeah, but the main events have been solid. Like Kofi and um, Xavier Woods versus uh, MVP and Bobby, I didn't think that they were going to let Kofi and them get the pin, get the pin like that. I didn't think they would. I thought literally the Hurt Business was going to win. Well, I mean, I knew if they was going to get the pin, it was going to be on MVP. Yeah. They're not going to let them get the pin on Bobby. And also, shout out to MVP. I follow this man on Instagram. That man needs surgery on his knee, and he's refusing to get it, but... He's taping his knee up like crazy and icing that bad boy like, like nuts. And it's, it, like, he showed a picture of it the other day after Monday night and that shit was swollen. And it's like, I know he doesn't want to take time off for surgery, but MVP, I don't want to see Russell. Bring back Shelton Benjamin, cause even Shelton Benjamin commented under the picture. See, if you would have had help, you wouldn't be in this condition. Bring back Shelton Benjamin, bring back Cedric, you know, bring somebody back. So that you're not wrestling. Because, I mean, you have, and he even said, it's a potentially career-ending knee injury. So bring somebody back to take your place. I mean, you're a legend. You ain't got to keep wrestling. Just be out there talking. I mean, Paul Heyman's not a wrestler, but Paul Heyman's out there and he talks. I mean, his presence, your presence being there, I don't need to see you in the ring. I just want to see you healthy so you don't have to take time off. So we don't have to be like, dang, the Hurt Business, which I think once Bobby loses that belt, I think MVP will probably take the time off, get the surgery, and then they'll come back. But other than that, Raw is probably the best. Uh, it's probably it's better than what I've been watching. And Mr. Chris is correct. It is hard to sit through. It's very hard to sit through. Um, I, the only complaint I have is that you threw eight women into a freaking match, which made no sense. There was no distinct between who was a heel, who was a face. Cause it's like, what is Alexa Bliss now? Is she heel or is she face? Um, I believe she's face now. Well, she's got a horrible way of being a, I mean, I like, I don't know. I don't like this whole twisted 
dark gimmick with Lily. You know what? She hasn't even mentioned Lily in the past couple of weeks. So I don't even know what's happening with the Lily situation. Lily's in timeout. Oh, okay. I missed that. Either way it goes, that's not working out for me. Um, the Eva Marie stuff, I don't like it, but I understand what they're doing. They're trying to get her that white hot heat so when they have fans back in a couple weeks they're gonna boo her out the building i personally don't like it i think i think number one it's kind of just making a mockery you could have brought back any female wrestler other than her but it's working i guess i don't know i know the one thing that i wish they would stop doing is having drew mcintyre tell these damn stories oh you don't like the fables stop with the damn stories but he said that the sword was made from the tooth of the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster told him to make the sword out of his tooth after he hit him with a claymore and knocked it out. Come on now. Then what was the other story? Oh, he's related to Davy Crockett. Let's just let's just Come let's stop it. Let's just there's no need in that. Like it's it's no. They're trying to give kids an educational aspect. They're trying to educate children on history. No, just let it go. We don't need that. About to say something that's horrible, but they don't want kids. They don't want kids to learn about critical race theory. But Drew McIntyre can come out here every every week on Raw and lie about something that's not even remotely true. Just saying. Again, Drew McIntyre. It. I. Somebody brought it to my attention, like when I was on the internet, like when I was cruising Facebook or whatever. I didn't even think about that shit. Really didn't. But I'm like, damn, he, he he's over in line. And they letting it happen. But other than that, it's that that was it's Monday Night Raw. Oh, by the way, forgot to mention Zelina Vega's back and she's back on SmackDown and she's in the Money in the Bank match and I hope she wins. Yes, I marked out pretty hard to Zelina Vega coming back because I didn't think she was. So then there was a debate on the internet. Like, on Twitter. AEW fans was upset because she went back to the company that fired her and blah, 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 blah. But I'm sitting over here like, why why are y'all so mad? You know, nowadays, AEW marks is just, they're they're really just taking things too far. Because it's like, everything is always, well, WWE this, WWE that, da, 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 da. And it's like. Vince McMahon and WWE is not even stunting AEW at all. It's like, just be happy we have two organizations that we can watch. Be happy we have two programs that we can watch. Different sets of wrestlers, different sets of, you know, ways that they do things. Just be happy about that for once. Right, because that's what I'm happy about. Because, I mean, it's just getting really ridiculous. It's, It's every week and every time something happens, it's... Oh, well, Vince did this. Oh, well, look how good we are over here. And it's like, bro, y'all ain't doing nothing no different. Y'all ain't doing nothing spectacular. You know, y'all ain't changing the damn game up at all. Cody is. Cody said he's going to stop all racism. I'm not even going to get on that. With Liberty Iris. she's yeah. the She is now the Hope Summers. I ain't even going to get into all that. But, I mean, it's just, it, it kills me that we had to keep going through this. It's like every damn week there's always, 
either one of the damn wrestlers in AEW has some type of something to say, or you sit there and you the fans is just sitting there all you know, hey, AEW, woohoo! It's like, bro, I'm not even. I mean, it's okay. It ain't all that. Sorry, it's just not. Like, let it go. Just let it be. Damn. You leave WWE Dynamite alone. Which, by the way, if you guys did not watch it, last Wednesday, which AEW was not a bad show, I could say, I'm going to say this is probably not going to be right and somebody can correct me later. I would say that this was AEW's going home show to we're going back on the road. Because they're back on the road tonight in Miami for a road rager. Well, I mean, that was exactly what it was. I mean, hell, you had that whole, you know, little tribute to being in Jacksonville, which I'm pissed off now because now we're going to Jacksonville for no damn reason. I know. Thanks, AEW. Well, it was a beautiful montage from start to finish. I mean, the show was a little weak. Some of the some of the matches was a little weak, just a little. It wasn't NXT. We'll talk about NXT in a minute. Because we got to talk about Hit Row. People are mad. Uh, Beautiful montage. God love him. Uncle JR comes back. And he's like, it's nothing better than watching WWE Dynamite live. Okay. He didn't even try to fix it. He ran with it, and then he said, good night, everybody. And so what was trending for the next couple days was WWE Dynamite. But, I mean, the tweet that, you know, that JR came out with wasn't no better. He literally said he flubbed up. It's live TV. Deal with it. Yeah, I'm pretty okay much. With that. I'm okay with that with JR. There's, at some point. There's got to come a time where it's like, dude, you got to hang it up. And I know everybody loves JR. I love JR too. But there comes a point in time where it's like, dude, you, we don't need this. You know what I'm saying? They're, you're calling people by the wrong names. You're, you know, you're, you're messing up WWE champions. Kenny Omega has never been a WWE champion. You're messing up the shows, you know, the names of them. And it's like, there comes a point in time where it's like, dude, maybe this is not where you need to be at right now. Maybe this is not, you know, this is not the place for you at this point in time in your life. I kind of understand now why, you know, WWE was kind of at a point to where it was like, you know, we want you, but we want you backstage. We don't want you live on commentary. And you're kind of seeing why they wanted to but go in, in that WWE, direction. But in WWE, he didn't even flub up like he's flubbing up now. Like, he didn't. Well, like, I mean, he wouldn't be able to because he would have been right. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon would have been all up in his ear. Like, but, hey. I mean, anyways, I mean, he keeps talking about WWE champions and WWE Dynamite. So, I mean, he's, you know what I'm saying? If he was still with WWE, he'd be okay. Well, according to um, Sir Wilkins of Jabba Tears, he says that he just needs to get laid by Rebel. And maybe he'll forget all about WWE. Hey, they're selfies that they take together. Him and Rebel look like something going on. Well, that's like I said. I mean, I love JR to death, you know. It, he, but I think there just comes a point in time where you as an individual have to be able to be like, you know, if I can't get it together, then maybe I need to bow out. 
You know what I'm saying? Maybe I need to do something different. And I understand that, you know, all the shit that he's went through and this is kind of like his coping mechanism. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you keep messing up and you keep doing all this. And the, and the bad thing about it is that you have this, you know, I don't give a fuck attitude to where you're just kind of like, yeah, I messed up. Oh, fucking well. Because yeah, it was just like there was a uh, the match. Who was it? It was. um, I think it was Blade against somebody. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And he called Blade Butcher. And it was like, oh, well, I messed up again. And it's like, bro. I don't know. I can't defend JR, but at the same time, it's, I mean, Tony Khan's not going to get rid of him, so, you know. And that's what I'm saying is that there's going to have to come a point in time to where either he's going to have to bow himself or, you know, somebody's going to have to be like, bro, look, you know, we love you. You know, you've meant a lot to, you know, wrestling in general over all these years, but... Maybe sitting at the commentary table live is not where you need to be at. True. That's just my opinion. Now, the one thing that I will say about... Okay, so, question real quick. So, does the three-man commentary team work? And, that, and I mean, I'm, I'm asking all around for WWE and AEW. Does the three-man commentary table work? I mean, I don't, it's not necessary, but I mean, it it all depends on who you got there. You know what I'm saying? There has to be a balance because you can't have, I mean, if if you're going to have, you know, your play by play and then you're going to basically have two color commentators, then, you know, you're going to need one that's heel. You're going to need one that's face. Well, in AEW, they don't have that. Exactly. So Excalibur is just kind of your color straight guy i mean he's a color excalibur don't pick sides he's a color he's a a straight color play-by-play guy a straight color commentary guy. no that's not necessarily true because because if you want to look at it shivani is really the you know i'm saying he's the face but he's also the one who calls him because jr jr chimes in every now and then jr doesn't even do what he did in WWE where he called play-by-play like Oh, there's, you know, there's a choke slam. And, you know, he doesn't even do that. He just chimes in with, like you said, just with any old thing. Mm-hmm. And he messes people's names up. Because that's the one thing I've noticed. And I've been studying it kind of intently of watching AEW. JR really doesn't come in a lot. And the only time he really does do a lot is if Tony Schiavone is in the ring about to interview somebody. Or he's backstage about to interview somebody. Because even when they had Jericho, because this past Wednesday, they had Jericho on. Jericho talked more than everybody. Well, I mean, Jericho, he's he's one of them that you can put him at the table and it's like, you know, you, it, it works. Well, yeah, because he, he, you know, you even brought this up. Jericho will be like, I don't like the guy, but he, you know, he still has things to say about the person. You know, he's like, oh, that was a good, you know, that was a good move. I still don't like him. He's still a bastard. But you know what I'm saying? Be like, he still sleeps at home in his mom's basement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll, he'll come off with some wild stuff, but at the same time, it's like, oh, what a move. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, oh, he still can't get a little bit of the bubbly. But that was a hell of a move. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it, like I said, it's not necessary, but it depends on how you got it set up and how it's working. Because like, if you look at SmackDown, Michael Cole and and uh, Pat, McAfee. Pat McAfee's working. 
Yes. I know some people don't like Pat McAfee. I like him on there. I love it. Because, I mean, he's very avid. He's, you know, he brings that, you know, he brings that energy that it seems like has been missing for a long time. Yeah, because Corey Graves wasn't, he he didn't have that high-packed energy. And plus, I mean, Corey Graves, he's so heelish that, you know, it's kind of like, even if he was to kind of get amped up, he's getting amped up for the wrong people. So then at the same time, you're like, Corey, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Yeah, the the two people who bothered me the most was Mandy Rose and his his boo, Carmella. Uh, Carmella. I'm going to tell you who, who I hated the most was fucking Baron Corbin because I got tired of the King Corbin. I already didn't like the King Corbin shit anyways. But Corey Graves just drove that shit in so fucking hard. It was like, oh my God, just... Go kiss his ass already. And I mean, not saying anything bad about Corey Graves. Cause I know it's all, you know, it, it's a, it's all work. It's, it's all Vince, you know, pretty much. but I mean, it's all work. So, I mean, but I'm just saying as far as the character goes, it's kind of like, and I mean, that's what he's going for. So, well, also you got to think about it. Vince is hollering in your ear. They said with Pat, Vince, Pat doesn't wear earpiece. Vince is letting Pat be Pat, which is how, I mean, personally, that's how it should have, that's how it should be. Now, with Raw, y'all stumbled when you got rid of Samoa Joe, and, I mean, and then Tom, Tom Phillips, you stumbled. And then you brought in Adnan Vark, and I felt like he, the thing about Adnan, he, he didn't know wrestling, which uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay you don't know wrestling. But at the same time, his first week, he got a lot of things wrong. That's okay. Cool. Second week, because he was there for four weeks. Second week, he didn't even try to like, hey, that's a power sling. I mean, you're supposed to be the play by you're supposed to you're supposed to make me care about Raw. Yeah, you can't be a play by play and not know the plays. Or names of people. Or didn't say, Oh, remember when Kofi Mania happened a few years ago? And you made it seem like it happened like eight years ago. Kofi Mania was two years ago. He made that shit sound like it was nostalgic and it was like, what the hell? And they said Vince got on his ass about that because that's one thing Vince doesn't like is that making things feel nostalgic because that's the reason why he stopped them from saying that WrestleMania was the granddaddy of them all because he doesn't like old stuff. He doesn't like things to feel old. Even though I liked when uh, JBL would say, oh, it's the granddaddy of them all. But Vince was like, nope, we can't say that. It's, it's making it seem like it's old. I mean, could you imagine watching Monday Night Football and dudes going back, quarterbacks going back into a shotgun or like, oh, he's going back into the rocket launcher. What's going to happen now? He's about to throw the bomb. He's about to throw. And it's like. Well, but Advar, I mean, with Adnan, he didn't even do that for real. Because even by week three, it's like motherfucker just gave up. And he was like, wow, cool. So then it was on Corey and Byron to carry the show. And by then it's like. Corey's doing the best that he can. Byron's doing the best that he can. But they're still trying to keep that heel and face color commentary going while calling, while Adnan's just like, wow, that was amazing. I'm like, really? But I mean, as far as the whole three-man commentary team, you know, it it can work if you have the right people, but it's not necessary because we've seen it over the years that a two-man commentary crew can be gold. And most of the time, that two-man commentary crew is gold. Because to me, I'm going to give you an example, and I know people will hate it. I like 
number one, I like Josh Matthews on commentary. I really do. I like him with D'Lo. Matt Stryker, I'm not a fan. See, that's the thing. I wasn't a fan of Matt Stryker in WWE, even when he was on commentary. That's just like with Alex Riley. Alex Riley was okay on commentary, but I wasn't a fan. And I know some people are, well, you just got to be a wrestler. But some wrestlers are not made to be commentary. Samoa Joe was good on commentary. Like, surprisingly good. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. But he is. He's good. Jericho. Jericho's good on commentary. I just think, for me, back to the whole JR thing, with AEW, it doesn't really work for real. With JR. I'm just saying with JR. It doesn't really work. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, it's really not, you know, working, period, because, you know, in my honest opinion, when it comes to AEW, the commentary team is not really adding anything on to, you know, the, any of the spiciness aspects of the match. It's just like, you know, if the match is good, then it's good. If it's bad, it's bad that, you know, the commentary team is not, they're, they're not adding any type of salt and pepper to it. You know, it's still... It is what it is. It's like, here's your plate. We're not going to give you any condiments. We're not going to give you any type of spice, nothing, you know, just take it how it is. And that's how I feel about that. Well, to be honest with you, Raw is kind of not as bad. No. But SmackDown, Pat McAfee is like a fan. It's just like, like somebody said it on the internet, and I don't know who it is, and I wish I could give you credit for it, but Pat Pat McAfee is like if one of us was working with Michael Cole. We'd be excited. We'd be marking out to the people. We'd be like, oh, look at Bianca. You know, look at this. Look at that. Like, I mean, he was sitting on Michael Cole's shoulders, for God's sake. During Shinsuke Nakamura's thing. Who else does that? Or when Bianca and him comes out, he's standing around, jumping around. Like, ooh, like like a like a middle school kid about to watch somebody fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they about to fight. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very animated with it, and I think it's, you know, like I said, once again, that's something that adds on to SmackDown being probably the best wrestling show today. With the best champion. I don't know about all that. I mean, I like Roman, but... Roman's hitting on all cylinders right now. Eh, depends on how you're looking at it. Okay, I'm putting them... Okay, so let, let, I'm, we, we're doing this now. I'm putting him up against Kenny Omega. And I'm talking Kenny Omega Impact AEW, because I'm counting them. Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. The four. Them. What are you going by? Promo work, quality of ring work right now. Like right now. Like who's hitting on all cylinders right now? Who's making you. Who's who's bringing who's making your eyes go to watch TV? Like who's who's hitting it for you? Because to me, I feel like Roman Reigns to me is the one that's like, damn, I'm invested. I gotta watch SmackDown, and if I don't watch SmackDown, I'm trying to catch it on Hulu or wherever I can catch it. Bobby doesn't really do it for me with his him and his you know, the Real Housewives of Raw. I'm sorry that it's not working for me. The only MVP brings me back. Does that make sense? Kofi brings me back. The interaction with Kofi and MVP is bringing me to Raw. Not really Bobby. Again, like I said, the thing about Roman is that 
you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Roman Reigns. I mean, he's he's on it and he's doing what he needs to do. But I think it's it's not really so much Roman as it is the people around him and the storyline that was created for him. Right. Okay. Because honestly, to me, if you hadn't have thrown, you know, Jimmy and Jay in the mix, it she would have been boring. Just walking around, I'm the tribal chief. You know, you're going to acknowledge me. It do, you know, that that family aspect of it, because that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting to see what's going to happen with Bloodline. that. Because we thought that, you know, when Jimmy came back, we thought it was going to be, you know, he was going to declare war on, you know, Roman Reigns. And you was waiting to see how that dynamic was going to work. It wasn't necessarily that you was there to see Roman. He was a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm not taking any anything away from it. It's a great storyline and what they're doing on there, you know, it's A1. But like I said, at the same time, whenever you really look at it, I would say Roman has the best storyline right now. I would say Kenny Omega, out of all of them, is the best in-ring performer. Yes. Hands down. Yes. I don't think there's anybody that's as good it's out right now. His AEW run is not good, though. No, 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 his, no, no, no. His new, his new Japan but I, run. But was the good. thing about it is, is that his run is not that good. But every damn match that he has is great. I mean, hell, when whenever Jungle Boy won that damn, you know, that that the Battle Royal shit, I'm sitting there like, really, Jungle Boy? That's what you're gonna give us? And Jungle Boy did great, but Kenny Omega. Made him look so good. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't expecting it. And I mean, you can't just do that with anybody. You know, you can't put somebody up against another person and make it believable. Because I thought it was going to be a squash match. Honestly, I really did. Well, I thought that Roman wasn't going to do good against Cesaro. And that match surprised the hell out of me. Because that's the thing about Roman Reigns. We never really saw what he could do. We've always, you know, I mean, I hate to He's almost like John Cena. He has those classic movesets, and that's it. But when he went up against Cesaro, Roman Reigns actually looked like a wrestler and not so much like a corporate gimmicky guy like a John Cena. I mean, I wouldn't go that far because, honestly, to me, Roman still hasn't really... He's not the in-ring general. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for technique. Now with me, I'm I'm more about technique more so than anything else because I mean he's still a he's still a brute he's still you know a powerhouse that's what he is he's not going to do all the fancy moves and shit so I mean if that's what you're looking for you're never going to find it with Roman that's not who he is that's not his character that's not his you know his skill set so I was if that's just what you're looking that for Cesaro that match with Cesaro is probably the best I've seen Roman Reigns look without doing you know like as everybody calls it the five moves of doom. You know how like John Cena has his five moves of doom. But tell me this though, what what more did Roman Reigns really do in that match? He just looked better. He he, I mean, his, he did all of his punches. He did his Superman punch. He but did he his spirit. Did a, he, he threw motherfuckers around. He you know he flexed he did, his muscle. What more did he do? Well, he did kind of do a little bit of technical, just a little. As far as what? I mean, I don't know. I can't remember that. How many pay-per-views ago? I mean, I'm just asking. As far as what though? Because I mean, the I mean, only I'm thing not, technical uh, I really see the man do is. Put people in submissions. That's the most technical well, I see him. I'm not arguing. I mean, to me, I just feel like with Kenny Omega, I feel like it needs something's missing. Like, don't get me wrong. They brought in the, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers, but I feel like it's it it's it sucks. I mean, I hate to say it. Like the Young Bucks, I don't 
I don't even know what's going on with them. I, I don't. Like, tonight, they're putting their belts on the line against uh, Eddie Kingston and Penta. I ain't saying his all his name, but Penta. Now, I want to see Eddie Kingston and Penta win. Are they going to win? Hell no. Not on, not on. It should happen because this is the first show on the road. But it's not going to happen. But, but, I mean, it's almost feeling like, you know how everybody was complaining about Roman? Roman can't win without uh, Jimmy or Jay. It's almost feeling like that with Kenny Omega. He can't win without the 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 elite coming out to help or Don Callis. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on AEW at all. I'm not hating on Kenny Omega. I just feel like right now, who's making me want to watch AEW? It's not even the, their champion. And that's the sad thing. Honestly, I'm only watching AEW right now for basically just Eddie Kingston and uh, the women sometimes. And that ain't even happening right now. I was like, what the, what the hell are y'all doing with Britt Baker? She won the belt and what's going on? I mean, oh, Andrade. I'm watching it for Andrade. That's it. And that shouldn't be the case. I should be wanting to watch it because I want to see what Kenny Omega's getting into. Hell, I'm watching Impact to watch Kenny Omega. But again, it's like I said, though. It's, it's the difference between telling a good story and telling a great story and telling a bad story. That's what it's all about because the whole thing with Roman, it's it's the story. I'm not watching it for Roman. I could care less about seeing Roman Reigns. If they would have put anybody else in that position who had the family mm-hmm. aspect of it, I mean, you could have put like, you know, back in the day, you could have had the hearts do it. It would be the same thing. It's that family aspect that's really making it. It's not, like I said, again, I'm not taking anything away from Roman because, I mean, he's he's coming to his own and he's doing everything that he needs to do right now. But the story is what's really driving you to it. Not necessarily Roman. It's the story. I think it's what I'm getting at, too. I think the story that Roman's telling is better than Kenny Omega. No, not not the story that Roman's telling. I mean, Roman story, ain't telling no the damn story. The storyline that is involved with Roman Reigns is better than Kenny Omega's because it's almost. I mean, I hate to say it, it's almost the same. It's think about it. Kenny and them went to recruit the Young Bucks. Remember, the Young Bucks was like, "Nah, we ain't trying to be in there." You know, he already got the good brothers. He got them from Impact. And then, you know, all of a sudden, then the Young Bucks start turning. And now the Young Bucks have totally turned. And they're totally healed. Because remember, at first, they wasn't. But now they are. It's almost, it's. I mean, I'm not saying that they're biting off of each other. But it's almost the same aspect. It's just, I think WWE is doing a better job at telling the story. As opposed to uh, the Elites and Kenny Omega. Because it just feels like they need Don Callis out there to cheat. Or they need the, the good brothers out there to cheat. You know what I'm saying? Roman needed Jay and Jimmy, apparently. I don't know. I'm just saying. To me, I'm invested in Kofi, the Kofi storyline, because I want to see Kofi beat Bobby Lashley. Not going to happen. But we'll see at Money in the Bank, because there's a lot going on with Money in the Bank. I still feel like Big E should win, and then him. that's how the New Day break up, but they not trying to Vince ain't trying to break up the money. So let's move on from AEW because AEW is on tonight. They are back on the road. They are in Miami for Road Rager. Um, the only thing I do know is 
Eddie Kingston and Penta is going against the Young Bucks for the title. I don't even know what else is going on on there, but I'm going to watch it. Last night was NXT's Great American Bash. Apparently, Hit Row has the, as people on, as our brethren on the internet likes to call them, the unseasoned people, very, very, very upset. Um, I'm not trying to isolate anybody if you're white, but most of this morning when I was in most of the wrestling groups, um, I've been like on dirt sheet radio. Some of the white folks were going off about what happened with Hit Row coming out and doing a cipher. Some people are like, well, I don't know what a cipher is. They need to keep that shit on BET. You know, basically saying that it was garbage. And this is the reason why they don't like watching WWE wrestling because no one wrestles and all they're doing is playing this rap music. And, but one guy, okay. So one guy made a comment that really pissed me off. He was like, well, why couldn't they have Poppy just come out and perform? Why did Hit Row have to perform? And I'm sitting over here like, Poppy's aight. I listen to some of her music. She's okay. But just because it's something new that WWE is trying to do or NXT or Triple H is trying to do, y'all want to shoot it down because y'all don't like it? But how many years have we had to listen to Kid Rock? How many years we had to listen to, and I like Limp Biscuit, but how many times we had to listen to Limp, Bis- Limp Biscuit, Metallica, uh, Motorhead, um, Toby Keith? How many times have we had to listen to that as African-Americans or even not even that people who like other music other than rock and country? We didn't really complain. Shit. Sometimes we bopped along with the songs, but y'all are sitting over here mad because they were rapping. It's like I said, that's, this is the ugly side to the wrestling, the internet wrestling community. Is that the white internet wrestling community, they want wrestling a certain way. They want the rock music. They want a little bit of country. They'll take some country. But they want strictly rock, hair bands, heavy metal. They don't want rap music in there. And then get mad about it. And see, and the thing about it is, I didn't really like the segment either. But the reason why I didn't like it was because it seemed kind of unnecessary to me. Like it was just a filler. Like we got to fill some time. You know, with me, when it comes to when it comes to wrestling and there has to be, you know, for me, there has to be something that that something that's going on. There's got to be a purpose in it. Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, somebody would have came out and interrupted them or something like that. I mean, just for it to go the way it did. I mean, like I said, you know, big us for WWE for, you know, trying to go in another direction and take it somewhere new. But at the same time, it's like I said, if you're going to have a segment like it on one of your, you know, on one of your shows, give it purpose, give it meaning. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel there was any purpose or meaning for it besides we're just going to fill time. We're going to because, I mean, we still haven't really seen anybody else wrestle. Adonis and Top Dollar have wrestled twice. On um, NXT, yes, they have. Have they? Yes. You just walk out the room when they go. I mean, seriously, they did. They have wrestled twice. Now, don't get me wrong. They re- they wrestled Everrise before yeah. Everrise got released. And they wrestled one other time. They wrestled. It was a squash match. But, I mean, still, though, like I said, that's the only reason I didn't care for it. Because it was like it didn't serve no purpose in the, the grand scheme of the storyline with Hit Row and everything. 
you know, I would have liked it better if somebody came out and then they whooped whoever came out's ass or, you know, it, that was setting things up for, you know, a, a rivalry or anything like that. But it, to me, it just seemed like we're just going to throw it in here just because. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of liked it because I got to see, like, Swerve Scott actually, he got to really show that he really can't rap because some people are like, oh, he just can't rap. He just has a podcast. He's just pretending to rap. He he just pretending to make beats. But he really does make beats and he really does rap. And I mean his verse wasn't bad. Now old girls hers fell flat on me. Like I was like Top Dollars was alright because he was calling out people. Like he said that, you know M- he said they could beat MSK because that might be next. That might be who they take on next is MSK. Um, But I did like that he was calling him out. You know Adonis, apparently we know he can't rap, so he was like in the background being a DJ. I mean, I thought it was not a bad segment. It was weird. It was different. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but for some of the, you know, white, and I hate saying this, white internet community to sit here and just just sit here and just write it off, and it's like, oh, that was terrible, and, you know, Triple H needs to get control of his show, and you know, I'm I'm seeing comments like this, and I'm like, why are y'all so upset? We've had to deal with this for years. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge fan of rap, but at the same time, I've seen it for years. Toby Keith coming out on Raw when he did the whole song after 9-11, the whole, we put a boot in your ass. I mean, he was out even with the, you know, the troops, the little, what did they do? The salute to the troops thing mm-hmm. that they do for Christmas. Florida Georgia line, even though they're rapping country, well, white people don't like them either. They rapping country. They well, they do country rap or whatever. But we've had to listen to them on wrestling for years. I mean, how many times did Motorhead appear on WWE in a pay per view before their lead singer passed away? That man, they would sing Triple H out to the ring, and Triple H would get his ass whooped. And that's how I was like, that's, and that was me always saying as a kid that every time somebody performs live. That person's losing. It didn't happen this year at WrestleMania. And I'm surprised because I was like, oh, Rhea Ripley's getting sung out to the ring. She's about to lose. She didn't lose. Big E did. And Wale sat there and mouthed everything. Lip sync. Again, big ups to Triple H for literally showing that people of color regardless if they're black, Asian, Hispanic, it can be done and you can showcase them the right way and you can showcase them the correct way. And it's okay to let go of creative control over your wrestlers. Because to me, I think that's where NXT is better than almost everybody. AEW is a close second. AEW is a distant second. Because even AEW, they got creative control, but some 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 of them don't need creative control. Some of y'all need to let the company like let somebody help you out with your character. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. I'm looking at you, Cody Rhodes. I'm I'm thinking about you. Let somebody help you. Not a focus group. Yeah, but I mean that, like I said though, I I like you know, I, I liked where they were going with it. I just wish they would have did more with it. I wish it would have set up something else the segment should have been shorter also. i don't think it should have been shorter i think it there was. should have just been you know like i said i just think there should have been more 
you know, to it, something that led into something else. It's just like if you're going to call out MSK, MSK should have came out, you know what I'm saying? Or something should have, you know, happened with that or, you know, something happened backstage or anything. But it was just like they came out, they did their cypher, they did their song and that was it. Like was, So we just got a free concert in the middle of a pay-per-view, which is cool. It was a special. They don't, they don't, they call them specials. It was a concert. No, I'm talking about like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because it them, wasn't a pay-per-view, but. It was, it was a special. Yeah. Because AEW is calling Road Rager a special. Yeah, because which is just confusing now because, you know, anytime back in our days, if there was a, <laughs> if there was wrestling that had a spe- special name to it, it was a pay-per-view. Right. We never got these specials. Like, we didn't get a Blood and Guts on regular TV. Blood and Guts should have been pay-per-view. I mean, you had Raw, you had SmackDown, and then you had a pay-per-view, whatever it was called. You had Sunday Night Heats, then that was your, that was the pre-show. Yeah. Velocity was your, your Saturday pre-show. But overall, people who were upset about Hit Row, get over it. It, they're they're staying. They're over with with the black fans. They're over with me. So get used to it. You're not gonna like it. Oh well. Then go watch AEW. If you don't like it, then you can you can sing along to Judas. Yeah, I mean because when it comes to AEW, you ain't got to worry about no black folks doing anything over there. We're Scorpio Sky. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm not trying to throw no, you know, gasoline on no fires or you nothing. You just literally but, did. But I'm just saying, though. He just... The only person who's almost black is Eddie Kingston. He ain't got no belt, though. He's He might win one tonight. I'm hoping. Mm. Anywho. So, that's what was on my mind today. Because the whole hit roll thing, it just... It hit different for certain people. It made some people mad. I'm like, okay, whatever. I got to stay off the internet. I got to quit reading some of these internet comments. I got to start limiting myself. So, before we bid adieu until next week, Mr. Chris, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Christopher Lee. Um... Find me in the Sure Geekdom group. You can find me on TikTok, which you have a Sure Geekdom uh, page on TikTok. Post little stupid videos. And also, I haven't finished the um, the anime tournament yet because I didn't really get much response back from, you know, the next round. And I don't want to do it with just, you know, two or three people that are commenting saying, well, this is, no. Need more people. Need more people involved. I'm out because Inuyasha didn't win. So that's where you can find me. At. Other than that, I'm you know I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not. Even though we do we do need an Instagram and Twitter page, just putting that out there. Eventually, it'll happen. So you can find me Black Barbie one one six. You can find me on. I was about to say AOL. God dang, I'm old. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Black Barbie one one six. You can find me, I say Facebook. Ooh, I messed up. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BlackBarbie116. You can find me on Facebook at Ariel Cottrell. You can find me in the Sheer Geekdom group as well. I post more regularly than Mr. Chris. He does more TikTok. I do more of the Facebook posting. Um, you can also find me 
in the power ups and power bombs page you can find me on there um i think that's all, all the places you can find me pretty much so any shout outs today uh just our basic shout out you know shout out to the kids uh, shout out to bailey J, who we will get on here eventually if she could ever stop sleeping all freaking day um shout out to all the listeners you know without you i probably would have stopped doing this after episode one pretty much not me though i probably would have kept it going yeah but i mean shout out to everybody who you know who listens and and follows us and uh contributes in the group you know joins in in conversations and that's my shout outs for today well shout outs to um random digits podcast we were just on there this past week um we were talking about our relationship um also shout out to mr chris we've been together for 12 years but we've been married for 10 a lot of people say happy anniversary and i'm like oh, that's our first date anniversary but shout outs to him because without him there is no children and also there is no me because he helped me find myself when i was lost and then shout out to nal the nation of african uh, the nation of african-american wrestling um they're on facebook they're also on twitter and i think they're on i think they, they're on instagram now too um shout out to the jobber tears network um for like basically being awesome um their whole network of people talk of champions um with that being said also i'm with Mr. Cruz, shout out to our kids. Um, they're awesome, but they fight like Bart and Lisa. Um, and they fight every day. But heck, they kind of they're kind of the reason why we're down here in the basement doing what we do. So with that being said, we are gonna go see Black Widow. We may do an episode about Black Widow. We are not gonna spoil it if we do, but we will do will we do an episode about Black Widow? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Possibly. But we will be at Baxter. Is that Baxter, right? Yeah. Okay. We will be at Baxter at Friday. What time? 6.50? Uh, yeah, I think it was 6.50. I was like, it's either 9.50 or 6.50. Yeah, 6.50. So we're, we're catching an early show. So we're going to be in bed by 10 o'clock. No, we're not. We're not that old yet. But, oh, we might be back in enough time to see SmackDown. I don't know, because I'm thinking we might hit a bit of uh, that skyline over there. Oh, shit. Never mind. Um, SmackDown, we're just going to have to wait this week. Um, I can catch it on something, Hulu or something. But yeah, shout out to everybody. Shout out to all our fans. Um, if it's if Mr. Chris, if your mind is clear, I'm clear. All right. I'm Black Barbie One One Six, and I am Mr. Chris, and we are out. Peace. <laughs>